What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to this episode of Split Screen D&D, the place where we are attacking all things Dungeons & Dragons from both sides of the screen. I don't Ooh. know what I'm doing. Look at that. I'm doing something. That was... I hope that, that was... Uh, uh, um. My name's Tom Quinn, <laughs> resident Dungeon Master here at Modern Myth. And I'm Josh Wyden's resident player character here. I've been spending too much time with my two-year-old, no, man. I, think, I just... I, I think so. I <laughs> think so. <laughs> um, I, we're we're going to... Pretty much jump right into this one. Um, it, even though we are attacking all things Dungeons and Dragons uh, from both sides of the screen, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, we often harp on the D and D ecosystem being richer uh, for all of those TTRPGs and tools and mm -hmm. resources that surround it that aren't necessarily D and D. And so right. today we're going to be talking about um, some of our favorite resources outside of the world of. Dungeons and Dragons, officially yeah. speaking. Absolutely. And uh, I know you definitely dabble in the other TTRPGs. Mm -hmm. I am not a dabbler, so I'm going to be giving a lot of like where I get inspiration from in mm -hmm. whether pop culture or literature or film or books and all that good stuff. So it I should know. be, a, I'm really excited about this one. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a, an interesting, uh, interesting topic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I think a good place to start is, especially because I think this bridge is between both, is, is, where narratively can we get inspiration from places other than the almighty player handbook slash dungeon? There is one place better to start than that. Would it be? That would be talking to all these beautiful people at home oh, to let them know that they're crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. Uh, keep on liking. Keep on commenting. Keep on subscribing. We love it. Well, I guess keep on subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe. Uh, and if you guys... Uh, sitting around with your uh, respective D&D groups and you think they might be getting something out of split screen or anything else we're doing here at Modern Myth, uh, rock that share action yeah. over to them. We Please. hugely appreciate it. You want to support everything we're doing directly here at Modern Myth, jump on over to patreon.com slash modmyth. But, narratively speaking... <laughs> nice, uh, nice transition. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think it's a... Like I said, I kind of have segmented out in my mind the groups of tools, and narrative is certainly one of them. I yeah. think it's actually probably maybe the broadest yeah. category when I'm yeah I could... when I'm thinking about tools outside of D and D. But um, I think this one, I mean, certainly serves both sides of the screen. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know there's a lot to be grabbed from uh, literature, film, Absolutely. video games, you know, any of that kind of stuff on the player side on the oh, character yeah. side um so why don't i pitch it over your way and yeah. talk with me a little bit about that well for me when i create characters uh having that archetype in mind when you're creating your personality and all that stuff is so beneficial you could always be like what would uh luke skywalker do if my character's based off luke skywalker it gives me some insight get his ass whooped by whatever <laughs> i have coming his way i guess right no he's got the force man That's he right. trained on dagobah I, with the I, muppet listen listen i'm i'm not I'm not going to throw gasoline on the comments section by giving my piece about Star Wars. Oh, we're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep oh. going. Oh, man. You know, I'm going to bring up Star Trek later. But yeah. uh, <laughs> no, but um, having that archetype is beyond beneficial. And so where do you look for archetypes? Well, anywhere. Um, I'm reminded of a, a quote in music where you said where this you there is no such thing as an original song anymore. Right. Everyone right, has right. already written all the music. I mean, so why try to reinvent the wheel? Find someone from, uh, again, Luke Skywalker, because evidently it rubs you the wrong way. Uh, this Tuesday. <laughs> ah, you know, so it's always the right way with me. But, um, you know, like, someone from, from popular film uh, to, to just graft onto. Now, obviously, change things, right? Because you want to make it a unique character yep. to you. Don't go to your DM and be like, I want to play Luke Skywalker. <laughs> No, I'm gonna call. It, I'm gonna no, call by name, I'm being Duke. I'm like Walker being, or something yes. like that. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I mean, I completely agree, and I think that uh, there's some interesting differentiations by way of medium because obviously in written literature, there's, mm -hmm. there, I mean, some amazing characters in written literature, absolutely. But there's also a lot to be to be gleaned by way of mannerisms, by way of accent, by way of if if you are uh, in the RP sphere of putting those types of things on when you're yeah. at the table. Um, film, video game, motivations, in, in, backstories, right? Like, right. why are you adventure? Like, if you are a uh, a slave, well, maybe you're kind of got the ash from Evil Dead. Like, 
you're this badass out of time. Then Good I was just, thank you. Uh, maybe you're like Gurney Halleck from the Dune series, where you are taken. We were taken by the Harkonnen as a child and have a hatred for whoever. I mean, you have all these references you can right. uh, draw from. And again, definitely make things unique about the. But having just it can be overwhelming. Yeah. Like I want to, and it, often uh, what I love about literature is uh, I am not as bright as Tolkien, like. I'm just not, I'm not as good as him. And so I can kind of like steal his ideas and pass it off as my own and like bring that to the table and just, which enriches the entire table. Right. Well, and like you said, I think some people do have kind of an, I mean, they, they want the sense that this was something that completely came off the top of their head. I mean, their head is filled with every, every narrative every uh, epic, every hero, every mm-hmm. antagonist, every protagonist that that they have consumed throughout their lifetime. I mean, to, to, to your point about music, um, you know, I, I think in a lot of cases on the players, well, on both too, I'll, I'll, I'll there's, a, there's, I think something that runs congruent with this on the DM mm-hmm, side, but mm-hmm. um, that it's, the idea that you are going to conceptualize a character who uh, whose internal conflicts are completely have never been conceived of before really is 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 pretty slim, yeah. you know. And and I don't think there's any any problem. I think on the villain side, if you're when you're talking oh, about yeah. antagonists, uh, we touched on this a little bit in our episode on villains, but um, certainly there's there's uh, you know. To the extent that DMs are putting on their NPCs, their villains, mm-hmm. you know, what have you, um, this the, almost the exact same process I think can apply. Um, a big place in in pop culture, uh, or or at least in let's call it uh, narrative culture, wh- mm-hmm. whatever form that's taking. I think for DMs, I think at the heart of what we do at the table, when it's all boiled down, we are conflict brokers. We. Mm are producing conflicts in the world. Now, you're not just doing them by fiat. You know, if you've given any thought to your world and if there's any... Con- uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If there's any continuity in your world, then there's motivations for why these conflicts are arising. Right, right. But all manner of narrative, literature, film, video games, mm-hmm. I mean, just are jam-packed with interesting conflicts. And just as you said, you don't have to just drag and drop that exact conflict, but... Um, I think, I think a big part about what we put on the table that drives anything is, is conflicts that need resolving or need exacerbating or need, uh, in many cases, the players do a fine job of introducing their own conflicts. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but fundamentally, if what I put on the table is you're in an I- idyllic, uh, little logging town on the far edge of the realm, uh, the ale is flowing, and uh, you haven't heard a whisper of of uh, discontent. Um, the world is yours. And you guys go, okay, well, you start digging around. And right, right. if every place you're digging, trying to find some way to use your skill set, I just right. go like, no, the loggers seem content. They're, they, <laughs> they're not overworked. It seems right, like right, right. Uh, they unionized a few years back, and, uh, you know, that's a... Oh, what, we, yeah, whatever. Well, there we go. we got to break... Well, <laughs> we got to break those unions up. But, Smash them up! <laughs> um, and, and, well, and there's a beautiful example of the way that actually, you know, like, you don't always have to go, hey, here's your next crumb to go solve a problem. Right, right, right. The players might see something about the world that... You didn't intend to be conflict. Well, that's what but we do: is we take the beautiful well, world you create and try to mess just it up, smash it up, <laughs> smash up my beautiful <laughs> union. It is Tuesday, but um, um, uh, but so con- I think conflict is to, to it's kind of the same extent where you yeah. can kind of graft character archetype. Mm-hmm. We can graft conflict archetype mm-hmm. onto the uh, onto the DM. Well, side. and I was going to ask uh, real quick. I realized I said Harkonnen. Uh, that's because I grew up with the 1980 film uh, Dune, and I understand it's Harkonnen. I'm sorry about that. But um, where do you go for inspiration? Like, do you have a, f- a favorite, like, do you have a, a, a favorite book series or a movie series that's like, you just love plucking out little ideas from? Or do you, do you have a um, hodgepodge? I think, it's, I think it's a hodgepodge, because I think it tends to be when I'm, oftentimes when I'm looking to to grab something, it's a pretty, I've narrowed my scope pretty pretty well and i don't know that how often i'm actively going 
man, I need X, Y, Z, and I go looking for it, more often than not, I'm consuming whatever that media is, and I'll go, holy crap. That would that, be awesome. And, and, I got, and then mm. I put it in my pocket, and then at some point, I revisit that and go, how, how can I work... You know, it, and it's that's a, so true. A really, really good example uh, from the um, uh, Game of Thrones franchise. Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. the um, I, I just remember being blown away by this sequence. Is when um, oh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna botch all of my names. Oh, uh, the yes. ramp. The, the welcome yeah. to hell, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, the, if I'm recalling correctly, the Ramsey boy has been uh, captured and is being tortured. Oh, that sucks. Uh, and, and, and I mean, just what's playing out is just horrific. I mean, mm. they're just there. There are so many forms of torture going on, and one night spoilers. I guess if you if you guys haven't, I haven't uh, watched it at all. So yeah. this is a spoiler. For I'm, me. I'm definitely going to spoil it for you. But Sweet. but I also you're not going to have any idea who I'm talking about no, in I'm two minutes. Idea. So, yep, uh, <laughs> but uh, but there, there's a sequence where um, a a rescue is mustered and they bust in and they they un unshackle him and mm -hmm. like and he's like borderline uncon. I mean, he has been through hell mm -hmm. and they're bringing him back out. And they get back outside, and he realizes it's all a ruse. Oh, that's brutal. No one. And I remember as I was reading it, and, I, and just going like, "Oh my god!" Like it just it stuck with me so mm -hmm, deeply. Mm -hmm. And I remember going like, "If ever I have a sequence where you know there, there's a player who's who's been captured, been what could be cooler than running this like side by side sequence where?" The rest of the party is enacting a rescue. And so by your, say you're captured, by your appearance, mm -hmm. they're coming to save you. Only when they bust the door in, Surprise. The, the room's empty and there's oh. something, or you know, whatever it is. But but that juxtaposition, that sense of a yeah. totally different kind of the psychological torture That's being awesome. imparted on somebody. That's and, not awesome, and so but... it tends to it tends to be the act of consuming it mm -hmm. and and more so like sideboarding stuff and going like, ooh, I love that. Ooh, I like yeah. rather than going to seek it out. That's no, not always the case. But yeah. with, with media, with narrative media, that tends to be uh, And my... I totally agree with that. That's not I'm thinking. It's not like when I'm trying to create something, I might be like, oh, what would, uh, for example, my next character, I would like him to be like a father figure, right? I'm not going to be like, oh, I wanted to make him like Obi-Wan. I might be like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> now that I know that, I'm gonna it's, reference it's, it every character reference is gonna be okay. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> Star let's, Wars let's now. Get down to it. <laughs> but but there's so many examples of the the uh, the older, more experienced adventurer helping out the younger people. Right. I mean, kind of the, it, that is such a grizzled old veteran kind yeah, of. Uh, or, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so it's not that I'm like, oh, I want to recreate Obi Wan. It's like, oh, I like this side of right. him, and also uh, this. It's like you're saying, sort of an organic process. Right. That really, yeah. Well, I'm being able to graft in. I mean, I think there's so many good examples of of characters who kind of narratively serve as a mentor or mm -hmm. as a to to let's say a less experienced or a newer, whether it be an adventurer or yeah. uh, you know, in in uh, the case of Star Wars, kind of a a coming of age protagonist mm -hmm. uh, under those circumstances. I guess. I guess many he, he was a mentor to many people beyond just Luke in, in yes. regard, but yeah, yeah. Um, though I, but, I I don't recognize anything but uh, four five and six. Oh okay, that's a, <laughs> I'm I'm glad to know you're a purist at least. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed the. That's a lie. I know it's four five and six. Right. Wow, we're, we're this is we're, oh. we might be burning it down. We could right. be burning. What it else down. can I say is controversial? Don't, My don't, favorite just, Doctor just, Who just, is no uh, no stop it stop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh so i mean i i, I don't uh we one one avenue that we didn't really touch on yeah. uh, but i think i think a lot of we don't need to dive into it deep because i think a lot of what we already said applies there are some nuances to i think the video game space i was going to bring it up because it's an interactive media uh and that and that medium uh, i'll say is one step closer to the ttrpg experience like let's say a a, okay. a video game RPG, mm -hmm. many of the same mechanics are at play. It's not yes. the same experience, okay. but um, and so you know obviously there's a closer mirroring between Skyrim and and I know a lot of people are going to be like, don't compare Skyrim to. I was but, about to. I'm going to no, say that. Well, but, but the, the only reason I say is 
between Skyrim and TTRPG mm-hmm. than between a movie about Skyrim. I understand what you're and, saying. You know, and you're and you're right. But um, I, I think a lot of people uh, might draw that comparison, and I agree. I, I, I haven't, you know, but if people are saying that. I totally agree. They feel like, oh, I should, I want to recreate my Skyrim character. I, the reason why is in Skyrim, you are the ultimate. You can be everything. Head of the Wizards Guild, the Mages Guild, excuse me. The I haven't played in so long, I feel bad. The Brotherhood, you need everything. Brotherhood, hands down, best, best narrative line in the entire yeah, game. It was really good, and I really so liked. Good. Isn't that weird? The, the what's it, Cicero? Is Cicero? Cicero? Yeah, so. anyway, uh, the Night freak. Queen, That's so cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, but you can do everything, and in D and D, you need to. I feel like you're a part of a party and need to accept your limitations. Right, right. And it's not all about your character. You are one person in, in this, in the, in the dialogue. So I, I, I totally agree that, that uh, can you think of any, I can actually, I can think of a video game, but I'm going to bring it up later. Um, cause well, it's so good in another category, but all, all that to say is I think, I think, because video game the video game experience has become substantially more narrative. I mean, Pong as compared to Skyrim, a little more narrative. Oh, you know, what just, are you talking about? <laughs> Pong Pong did have a pretty riveting twist. And it, uh, you, you twisted but, the dials. No, the... there you go. There you go. <laughs> that was the, that was the <laughs> ultimate combination of dad jokes. But uh, but but by nature, I mean. So I think in many regards, you could draw any of those narrative elements that we were talking about. You could also draw any of those conflict elements out of. You know, I mean, virtually any uh, mm. any video game, but I do think it's your first opportunity to start pulling at the mechanical. There are times you can acknowledge a cool mechanic, yes, that can translate to the tabletop yeah, space. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. All yeah, that, all right, that. Right. absolutely. Um, that pivots over to. Uh, I think it's a reasonable transition. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cut you off in that. No, in that space. no, I feel like we've done a good job. To uh, to them, roast me in the comments if I'm wrong. <laughs> roast them <laughs> uh, to the the kind of the mechanical side mm-hmm. and uh, a you know it's. I would actually say when I'm when I'm wanting when I actively go looking for something to where I go like there's an itch that I I'm just not scratching with mm-hmm. the rules that I have in front of me. Okay. Um, even if I ultimately end up homebrewing a solution, mm-hmm. one of the first places I go uh, is to virtually any non D and D system. I mean, mm-hmm. I know I know the fifth edition space and kind of what they've handed me well enough to know what it will kind of do well mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what it will struggle to do. Um, and almost immediately pivoting out to, and I think uh, as a as a reference point. Uh, uh, drive through RPG, which is you know basically if you're looking to get any anything, they do a ton of print on demand. You can get PDFs. You can oh, get, gotcha. but basically uh-huh. a huge platform for um, in, independent uh, links TTRPG. in the description. Yeah, links for links for everything for this episode. Uh, shall find their way into the description. But uh, through drive through RPG, a really cool way to not only support. Uh, independent uh, contributors, whether they're making stuff for fifth edition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or making completely unique systems. But um, I have definitely found, and and the the two that I was going to highlight in this episode, mainly because they they really uh, have been scratching the itch that mm. I, I've had with regard to uh, kind of the fifth edition space. Um, and I've touched on Blades in the Dark yes. uh, a number of we times. We played a uh, uh, well, yeah. right. We, the, the, we brought the clocks into. Uh, oh, uh, so. <laughs> that was an interesting moment. I actually really enjoyed it, and uh, it's always fun to pick your brain after because I was wondering how, like, what we did was it what you thought we might do? No, not. I, I, I'm not going to say much more than that. But no, I was. I was actually a little bit surprised. Like the clock progressed uh, a fair, but you guys kind of made a concerted effort very early. To just right. go, yeah. To like, we're not going to mess with any of this. We're just going. Right, right, right. Um, all those breadcrumbs you laid out, all those and, hours of work. At, at, <laughs> but the thing is, is like, I honestly don't know how it would have looked differently. But mm-hmm. uh, for for uh, everyone at home, yes, uh, the the clocks uh, from which is a a, a phenomenal mechanic mm-hmm. uh, built oh into a visual representation of oh shit, yeah, yeah. And it's and and uh, the 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 rules do a really elegant job of displaying all sorts of ways you can use them. Uh, uh, this is coming out of uh, Blades in the Dark by John Harper, which is uh, a, a just a, a fantastic system for running heists. Yes. And the main reason that I've been looking 
kind of in this direction is because I know we're going to be heading to the Sword Coast, and I know that there's there's very likely some kind of seedy underbelly of the city hijinks, and, and that this system does that so well. Yes. Um, and that's kind of my whole point with this segment is D&D is... Uh, this people may not like this verbiage, but D and D is kind of this vanilla thing. It's just here's Dungeons and Dragons. Roast uh, Tom in the comments. <laughs> no, what, what I mean by that is is you know that it's it's going to deliver a a fantasy experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you want that experience to be kind of low level and gritty, if you want it to be high fantasy, but you have this kind of box that is kind of anything you might want to do kind of in this fantasy space, but it's not really specialized for running very specific types of experiences. Right. And very talented people have put a ton of thought into those experiences. Mm-hmm. Blades in the Dark being a great example. If you want to run heists, I cannot recommend highly enough. That's a yeah. book you need As to I've look As I played at. a little bit of it, it's super fun. Highly encourage you to include that in your game. The, the uh, I guess... Second and third, and these I'm going to go really quick, just because uh, I I am a big fan of of horror, and in the horror context, uh, fucking the, hate horror. The, I know way. you're not you're not big on <laughs> big it. on horror, but uh, but specifically kind of sci-fi horror. Mm-hmm. I think there's um, and uh, there is a, a system called Mothership, which is kind of a a a, a riff on uh, kind of a riff on. If like if you were wanting to play an aliens mm-hmm. uh, game, you could do that. But it basically is kind of that uh, deep space gotcha. uh, horror vibe. Some really awesome mechanics in there for kind of uh, stress and panic and and uh, very cool. All all cool things that you know. I don't need to take that whole system to which is a, which is a great system. But I don't need to grab the whole thing and go, hey guys, for this next segment of the campaign, I need you to all learn Mothership. No, I can just go, ooh, I love the way that they mm-hmm. run stress and panic. I want to bring that into my game. And now there maybe you're in this this alternate, you know, whatever, this some some horrible aberrant place and now I'm 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 up I've uploaded these these mechanics. Well, it sounds like that's an organic process just like the narrative. Like it's very much that yeah. that. So you're not like, "Oh, I well, I guess you could be like, "Oh, I read this really cool system. I want to shoehorn it in my game which i could understand if like in, oh my god in, that's in so some cool. cases it's so well done you're yeah. like why would i change it i mean clocks i effectively just dragged in and yeah. dropped in um but you know i didn't drag and drop clocks along with the setting along mm-hmm. with the fact that now you're doing a heist like it can be used in so so many flexible mm-hmm. ways but um like i said it's it's really just a nod to those really really talented really creative individuals who are producing amazing content right and even if you don't have a whole separate game group that you can run dedicated Blades in the Dark that you can run, mm-hmm. there are so many great ideas out there in the ethos that you can that you can bring to your play group and integrate in a really I have found near seamless way. I mean, it yeah. really no. doesn't have any. If you uh, wouldn't have told me, told me that that well, I would have known because I just know the system of D and D. But if you're just like, oh, I came up with this kind of idea, I wouldn't have questioned it. It, it worked very well. I, I thought about stealing the idea, but then I was like, nah, John Harper better get credit for this one. Good old. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're good. Um, yeah, so so that space, other systems, other mm-hmm. rule sets. Uh, I'm not going to go into any detail, but just a nod to uh, back to Dungeon Coach as well because. Oh yeah. Uh, Again, in the process of kind of thinking and planning, as you guys have been spooling up an army in the campaign, which I need to hop on anyway. That will that naturally has led me to thinking about larger, more grandiose, scaled out, scoped out combats. And a uh, big shout out to uh, to Dungeon Coach because mm-hmm. the uh, mass combat rules in Alcanders is uh, is exceptional and another great example of an independent production that. Uh, while it's made for fifth edition, right? It's it's you know it's clearly not in the Watsy ecosystem. Mm. So well, um, and you, you, I, you know, I give you shit for calling it vanilla, but the, what, my gaming background—that's exactly what it is. You have the modders who come in, and a lot of times, like you will f- rediscover a game through through mods, and just it just adds such like one hundred percent. Can't like. I, some ways I can't imagine playing the game without those anymore. I can't imagine doing another run of Skyrim without some kind of mod. I, I, I only played it on like P- PS, and you, I, I know 
you you disappoint me in so many ways. Yes. <laughs> no, but <laughs> but I, I actually I like that analogy. Is, yeah. is I mean even even if I mean I, I think by most everyone's account, Skyrim was a phenomenal entry into the. Uh, video game rpg uh, uh, yeah uh, stop but, re-releasing it by the way yeah yeah that, that, <laughs> there, there, we we get that maybe we get it we've had a couple flops, you did a good but, job proud of you let's do something else please <laughs> but but you're absolutely right that some of the longevity of that game is owed directly to yeah. the modding community yeah, 100%. And, and i think that more or less the supplemental material that's released directly for any any edition mm -hmm. uh or the the satellite releases that right. aren't intended for these all kind of serve as great mods that we can plug in to I mean to enhance in so many ways and this is really I would actually say it's one of the cornerstones of our channel uh, is yes. is this aspect of our mission, of yeah. look looking beyond what Watsi's handed mm -hmm. you because there are, again there's just too many right. talented brains crunching on this and how many kickstarters blow up. Oh yeah. So it's obviously there's the, we, the community has hunger for that, mm -hmm. which uh, just is a beautiful thing. I think yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah, and it's it's amazing that uh, that there's people out there who uh, who are right. finding their livelihoods being able to do that. So it's cool that people 100%. are hundred percent. Um, and uh, for the player side, again, I don't really haven't experienced much beyond TTRPGs beyond what you have fed me. Uh, I still go back to video games, and to find a video game uh, for like. More the mechanical side, it's really hard, especially in this day and age of right. video games. It's really, really difficult. But, you know, uh, there's one that I think – there's two that come to mind. Okay. All right. Actually, there's three, maybe four. Okay. Well, apparently, every video game is a, is going to be a, a serve as a great example. So, How uh, does Mario Kart fit into this? Fucking love Mario Kart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, I'll start off with, like, for exploration and, like, thinking of how to – thinking – how to use what you have to available to solve problems. You know what I would say is one of the best computer games? The old Sierra games. We're talking oh, okay. Heroes Quest, Space Quest, King's Quest, all the Quest games. All the Quest games. Yeah, Goblins as well. Like really, all those point and clicks. Really solid. Uh, one I'll add to that list. I don't know if you ever played it. Mm. Uh, it's think identical by process mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um not by tone and tenor it's very uh, a game called sanitarium never played sanitarium phenomenal point and click i actually went back and played it like yeah. as an adult and it's i mean especially some of the audio is pretty cheese balls yeah. but a, but a really interesting same kind of deal is yeah. like is is thinking about kind of this environmental puzzle solving kind yeah. of kind and of if you've yeah. never played heroes quest uh i don't know if you've ever played heroes quest yeah i have yes. okay so the first one Whole I've played so many times. Absolutely have, love. Have that you game. played it again as an adult, like yes. uh, recently? Yeah. Okay, because uh, yeah, I, I always wonder how because it's been ages since. I, the th yeah, well, the thing is, is like, I don't know because I've played it so many times. Well, actually, what's cool as an adult is like those games, those old point and click games. You never get because you can keep track of your score. Oh you yeah, you never, you never max it out because you always miss something. So then nowadays you can just freaking look up on some internet and you can like max it out. So I, I've done that and that's super fun. But um, <laughs> anyway, but yeah. So Heroes Quest, all the quest games I think is excellent for exploration. Uh, I don't, I don't think Skyrim, Mass Effects are all really great games in there. But I don't think I would list them as good. I'm not sure that they're good represent. I mean, I think no. they they define the border between. Uh, a computer or a video RPG and a tabletop RPG. They're, Maybe they... it's as close as it gets, but I like if I was like, "Hey, if you want the what's the closest?" I I wouldn't go there. Uh, the old Fallout games one and two are absolutely fan friggin' tastic. Yep. Uh, I yeah, still love playing those games. Of course, I hack it and give myself all tens and all of my abilities, but because <laughs> <laughs> that's how I play games. Uh, thank thank God there's no way for you to just like. Fuck me up and and well the thing it, is I don't I play at a table with other people. Well, right. If it was just me and you, I I'd, I'd I'd really try to break the game. Um, I'd win. Yeah, you would. If it was well, just me and you, I would win. in the universe. Uh, XCOM. I think, I'm guessing this is a battlefield and a hundred percent. Yeah, tactical side. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I not really so much like the XCOM. base. Oh, uh, I played UFO defense 
an ungodly amount. Uh, two, I unfortunately didn't get to play much. I played a little bit. And it was it was, it, it was good, but it wasn't. It was. I mean, I think it was a reasonable successor. But yeah, I mean, I, it looks, anyone who played the OG, it was God, like, I love that so game so much, especially at the time. But for one, you're getting uh, turn based. You're getting action economy. You only have so much movement. You only yeah, and uh, so many things called time units. Um, and but. Learning the environment was so important. Cover was so yeah. important yeah. that that really like if you want to learn how some strategy. Yeah, that's a huge, uh, huge thing to ingrain into into any players yeah. is if you uh, can find. But XCOM Two is also excellent. Uh, right. Yeah, I so, think it, would, it serves a lot of the same. Yeah, and my I think the best that's ever been done, Divinity Two. Oh really? I think so. So uh, I I don't you have not played Baldur's Gate Three yet. Is Correct. that the new one? Yeah, the no, new one. No, I haven't played the new one. Um, the reason I ask is because it's by Larian Studios as well. Same people who did Divinity. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and there's so much about it. And I, I, I 100% can be on board. I think I now I haven't played Baldur's Gate three. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Uh, I've heard a number of people tout that it's as close as you get to okay. the same level of freedoms you have it in an actual tabletop okay. space. Okay, so I, I, um, ignorance here. But but I, I again it, I think a lot of that you know I mean there was. There was plenty about Divinity 2 that gave you a, a broader sense of freedom than, you know, than many of my favorite games. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the Baldur's Gate franchise growing up was huge yes. for me. Um, but the Baldur's Gate franchise assumed you were playing a, a very by-the-books dungeon crawl. Uh, right. More of the, yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, there was no point where you were like, you know, um, well, my weapon broke. Uh, I want to take my belt off and use it as a whip. You know, it's like uh, I I can't say for sure if you, that's something you can do in Baldur's Gate three, but I know that's the type of thing that they were touting. Gotcha. Well, and that's not what I because that's more the narrative side for me. It was it was the combat side. Uh, what I really gleaned from that is how to work as a party, that comboing things like oh my god, there's I got killed so many. I I was playing the tank for Amanda who was a <laughs> caster, and I got blown up by friendly fire so, so many times. Many times. Yeah. Yeah, but so, that's a that's one of the prices you pay of yeah. just being the badass on the front lines. You yeah, know? I, I mean, understand. You 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 I have, you have a little bit of a sense. I've of that built my the... character <laughs> specifically to withstand the punishment of the casters, but uh... <laughs> 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 but no, I, I like because again, I, I think those. I would say Divinity Two is probably. I haven't played Baldur's Gate Three, but uh, it was like oh. This this is like I didn't know that you played Divinity too. That's cool. Very I, little. Me and the Harry play. Of course, then you know life happened. Life, you know, and we couldn't really get. You mean super... you don't get six hours a day to game when uh, with a with no a it's, baby? It's, no, no. Oh. What are you doing? <laughs> I know, right? What's more important, a living child or a video game? You've got a crib, don't you? She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just put on. So, no, no. But uh, so that's what I would say uh, is I uh, for mechanical side, but. Yeah. Throwing it back, there are so many tools that we can utilize at the table. Yep. And that can either help with immersion, it could help with streamlining, it could help with ideas uh, that are more physical. Like, you can, do you have any that uh, you like come to mind for you? Cause I know I have, I have a, a, quite a few. Uh, you're talking about actual tools to utilize at the table. Yeah. Uh, they're not necessarily physical tools, but I think they fit your category. So, okay, uh, go ahead. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, one that I, I will mention because it's a relatively new tool in my arsenal, uh, but I have been loving it both, both as a tool to be, uh, deployed at the table. Mm-mm. Um, but I found it to be one of my, one of my more enjoyables. There's a Zen to using it Ooh. when I'm doing like, prep or just brainstorming i know what you're talking about because you 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 yeah go ahead yeah go ahead. yeah yeah i mean uh i uh and i just uh the episode for on demon the pm just released earlier this week yeah yeah um i know uh, what you're talking about and uh and uh that tool is the derf dice app the links will be uh for that as well but it Super is effectively cool. a a really cool way of creating random tables mm-hmm. um not just creating uh, but utilizing them is the, the same interface. You can you can deploy those tables at your table. Mm-hmm. Um, but the coolest part about the application is is because effectively being a user of the app means you are part of this Derf Dice community by making your tables that you create public, everyone has access to them. And that's what I've actually found uh, 
less the making tables, uh, you know, it's and finding but, the other cool tables, but more finding content that it, that my mind has not touched. That's it's awesome. totally unauthored by me, and just rolling through it and going like. Wow, I love that. And then mm -hmm. exactly like we're talking about with film and anything else, grabbing that and going, like, I love this tavern description. I love, you know, and it, 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 so many of the entries just give you this taste mm -hmm. where your mind can't help but go, like, oh, but what about, what if that is mm -hmm. actually the puzzle piece that leads to this? What if mm -hmm. that's the, you know, mm -hmm. you know all, all of these things? So the Durf Dice app uh, is, 100%. It's a digital tool, but it is 100% something that uh, I I have been and will be getting a yeah. tremendous amount of use. Yeah, you're of. you're showing it off a little bit, and I was just like, how, how much brain space are you freeing up? I like, what's the hey, what do you got on offer at this tavern? Let me pull up this menu for you. Right, that and, was insane. Well, yeah, and the coolest part is for me to be able to go boom, and I pop that menu up, and and unless I really care about what they're serving, and there might be times that I do, mm -hmm. like let's say. There's a famine going on in this mm. part of the world. Well, then maybe I've predetermined that they don't have, you know, the guy's like, well, we don't have much, but I can cook you up a rat if it, right. you know, or whatever. And, and you know, doing everything in my power to go like, to really this town this yeah. town needs help, guys. <laughs> um, but but if, if it's just a tavern, you know, wherever, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and I, I love that you touched on that freeing up of bandwidth because mm. um, the phrase that John used the creator of Durf Dice and he used it in the episode is uh tedious creativity and it's mm. and and it's a perfect mm -hmm. summation of you want to know what's on tap and I don't want to just go well dwarven ale and elvish some elvish vintages on and you know I can give you a robust list of food and drink. You want to know what 50 entries are in the library that you just went to? Done. Mm -hmm. You want to know what I mean so uh, in in so many ways, and and the beauty is is as that app becomes more and more popular, there's going to come a point where you may not never have to write a table again. Again, crazy. you certainly can if you want to, right? Specifically um, for your campaign, but that is so amazing. Again, it just frees you up so and, much. Yeah, it's it's the scalability of yeah. that tool uh, is really cool. So I, I really enjoy that. I do have another, but I want to kick it back your way. Uh, tools? Any anything that? Yeah, yeah. On the player um, side, and I know that you're a pen and paper guy, but I was gonna say D and D Beyond is officially owned by Watsy now, so it doesn't count. And I don't. I, <laughs> I, I know I, you're not a D and D. I'm not, I'm not, well, and uh, if they sponsor us, I will one thousand percent sell my soul. But um, we, and I and I did we use love it. one D and D. All hail one D and D. But uh, and when I was Ariel's character, when we did the body switching, mm -hmm. thing, I did use it, and I, there were some cool things about it. hundred percent. No, one hundred percent. But uh, yeah, I'm a pen and paper guy. Uh, one thing that I always like having, uh, so I don't have to reference it. Like I like having cheat sheets. So, uh, important information you might need. Uh, I have all my, um, uh, class abilities printed that I can access. I don't have to dig through my player manual or all that stuff and reference. Right. Oh, this is in Xandathar's and no, it's all printed right there. Easy to find. There's, there's so many, uh, websites and I'm not going to uh, mention them, but yeah. But a ton of third-party tools to better organize mm -hmm. yourself as a character. But I sure. really recommend like a condition cheat sheet. Just like this is what frighten means. So that way, when you're like, "Hey, how do I break this grapple?" You don't. Have Otherwise, your DM will tell you whatever they want it to mean. Right. In the and moment. No. And yeah. And they're gonna be totally like, it means it. you run off the nearest cliff, hoping you die <laughs> a quick death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much how it goes at our table. But like, <laughs> just cheat sheets. Um, I have a whole. I, I have a cheat sheet. Like this is what constitutes as a standard action. You can do these things with your standard. This is what an interaction is. This is what. Uh, how much fall damage is? I have that on a cheat sheet. Right. Right. Like all that stuff is is huge. And the nice part too is, it's great. I mean, you know, I know that your your need to reference those is probably pretty slim because you've been playing as long as you have. But mm -hmm. but it's just nice. Uh, I have seen, you know the dividends of that level of organization mm -hmm. pay off when there are newer players at the table mm -hmm. and you have a player who's really well organized. Not only are they going like, look, look how like a seasoned vet runs their character. Oh, look yeah, how well, yeah. 
But also, hey, they need to know that full damage. Hey, they need to know. Uh, DM probably knows your full damage, but for but all a bunch of that other stuff. Yeah. You know, hey, you know. Uh, and what I did is I I made uh, when we started this, I made notebooks for every. Well, I don't know if I made notebooks, but I made the cheat I never, sheets. I never. Did. Well, because I don't like you. Actually, I did get one, so oh, I, I was. Damn just, it! Yeah, right. So. But I, I I just like hey these are these are can so everyone at the table has these so right. they can all reference it. Yep. And yeah, I think that's hugely powerful. Having having those those tools at your disposal, and like I said, there's uh, there there are so many third party free resources to do that. But it's it's a a Google search away. I will throw a, a link down uh, in the description for for one of those suites. But yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just it, for, it's so easy to find. Yeah, them. for anyone who is feeling like maybe they're a little less organized at the table than they'd like to be, mm-hmm. um, they're they're just a, a a ton of tools right um, at your disposal. I I have one and it's one that I uh I'm really hyped about and I will probably never use and I'm going to say right out of the gate I'm very grateful that I will never have to use it. Uh mm-hmm. you run oh, audio yes. at our at our table. Yep. Um and uh consistently I have been taken aback by kind of the way that the audio has reinforced what's going on. So you crush it on the DJ front. Uh the reason I mentioned this tool in particular is because if there was no one at my table to do that, um, shout out to all those players who are taking something off the DM plate. Yeah. But- Serious. I mean, it's I, like it kind of like we're talking about with the Durf Dice. Just you have a certain amount of space. bandwidth. The more yeah. bandwidth you're freeing up so that your DM can just worry about running a great game, the the better your games are going to be. I mean, yep. it's kind of a, a pretty simple equation, but... Um, but the uh, application is uh, Sirenscape. Okay. I don't know if you have. I don't uh, know seen this. It, it is a suite specifically designed for DMs. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe it's actually the suite that uh, uh, Critical Role uses. I think Glass Cannon might use it. I can't. So can you stream it? Uh, I I believe you can because I mean when you buy it, it's jam packed full of all sorts of huh. audio and stuff. But you basically can create one click scenes built That's into dope. it, and s- so that. You know, you could be, okay, you're at the tavern, you know, what are you having some drinks? And so maybe I've created a scene that is the tavern scene. And when I click on that, the, you know, I can have four different tracks. One's kind of a laughing and, and oops, clattering of uh glassware. Right, kind of right, track. right, right. Maybe I have bards playing, you know, this right, kind of right, thing. Right, right, right. Um, and then as, as that's going on, someone busts in and goes, you know, uh, Whatever they're screaming, something terrible's happening. I can click down to my next, my my next scene track, so to speak, Man, yeah. and that moves into, you know, the sound of a kind of a an, a terrible echoing roar. Mm. The music changes to something a lot Holy more. Holy cow! Tense. So a really a really cool uh, a cool suite. Certainly something uh, for those DMs who are not fortunate enough to have uh, their own private DJ. Um, but uh, I, I wanted to give it some recognition because I've looked at it on a number of occasions and literally the only thing that's kept me from going like, I'm getting that, is knowing that I don't have to. Yeah. And and uh, and like I said, if I could choose between a really, really cool tool to but but to take on more workload, I'll take I'll take just worrying about everything else. Right, so right, right. Um, but it it really is a cool uh, cool tool and the link uh, will be down in the description for that. A great audio tool. And I don't think audio can be, Overstated. No, at the th- table. Well, I, it's one of those things. Like, watch a horror movie with muted, and watch it with music, and it's it's a totally different experience. Right. And I, as far as like, hey, what do I do? Uh, Spotify. Um, there's a uh, Brian May. Uh, is he has so many playlists? Is who I use. I haven't checked in a while. There might be other people, but just seriously, do like D and D mood, and it'll be like, here's sad music, yep. and and you'll be drawing from. Uh, like video game soundtracks, like the best of the best. And if it doesn't fit the screen, uh, the the scene you want to play, hit next yeah. and just find one and then stick with it. And I will say, I don't know how much of it ultimately comes down to your experience and kind of having things organized the way you like and mm-hmm. and and doing it versus just how well curated those playlists are. I don't know. Um, but again, there's been so many times, not just myself, but literally the whole table is going like, like. This like it's just it's like a scene. I'll a never scene forget is... when we were playing that one shot, and you're like, you know, a beach, and I had it like, oh, I have a beach. And I turned to the beach, yeah, soundtrack, and, like, and it, like just, a it literally you could, you could hear the surf breaking. <laughs> I was like, that was awesome, and I almost was like, 
fuck you, dude. <laughs> We're working um, together. We're a team. <laughs> but no, it was uh, it 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 it. Uh, yeah. we, we will put the links. I don't know if there's a singular link to get to his profile. Uh, I'll have um, to look. How, yeah, however, yeah. but we'll organize those links. Um, I have been blown away. Like I said, I I can't even speak to it. That's how hands off I've been on the audio. Um, but uh, whatever it, whatever links you provide mm-hmm. me, we'll pass those along. And at our table, anyways, they have delivered just phenomenal options. I appreciate for, that for sound. So um, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. I really... got so many more resources. Oh, you got it. you got tons of tools. Yeah, I'll, tools? I'll I'll go through them really quick. Yeah, uh, spell cards. So nice. Holy crap! Oh, spell I guess so I nice. when I was thinking of spell cards as part of the the organization side of things, but keep keep. Oh, going. okay. No, no, well, no, no. Uh, well, That's... yeah. Um, in that case, I might just be able to lump it all. Yeah, uh, spell cards are so nice because if you're, again, this exact same thing with the character abilities, you're digging through all this stuff. Ariel, who's a wizard, bless, right. man, holy crap. All you full casters out there. Full casters. Get the spell cards. You need spell cards. Otherwise, Get the spell cards. There's no excuses for those nine-minute turns. Get those spell yeah. cards. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it saves so much time yeah. and just makes everything better. She has a system that's re- like crazy. Like She has uh, tiles. Like These are the prepared ones. She, she takes it to another level. But that's what you kind of have to do. Physical representations of your limited resources. So spell slots. Maybe you're like, oh, Cheetos are level nine spells. You know, do what you got to do. You, I don't know. Whatever you put down, just make sure that they are very appetizing because then I've got a lot less work draining all those resources. Just because if you eat one of them, it's gone. You don't yeah. get a, no no yeah. resupply. That's a that's a housework. That's what uh, you know, instead of many, some people will use candy. When you kill it, you get to eat it. You get to eat it. That's yeah. kind of cool. A reward. Yeah. But uh, would you would you trade it for the actual minis? No, I know, I know. Holy crap! I, I, love, minis. I love minis. I love minis them are so much. Freaking awesome! Which is another great, yeah. also, like a physical representation of what you're finding. Uh, we, I am very fortunate that my DM is one of those guys who's like, you know what I'm gonna do today? I'm gonna build a table with a flat screen TV in it. So we have all those maps and like yeah. that is. I'm a visual guy. You can describe to me oh. all day long with your words. And uh, oh, you're gonna throw out another thing. Sweet. I, uh, I I had I have two more that I in fully intended to, oh, uh, to touch on, I, and I'm glad that you you resparked it. For yeah, me. yeah, yeah. So it, it, for me, being able to have the battle maps, which might be what you're talking about, and being able to to see things, really like the combination of you describing it and for me to see it, really just yeah takes it for me to the next level. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and what you actually sparked is this one of these lands in the music side. Uh, um, S Panther in the comments was mm. uh, specifically asking about the uh, audio design for Rakish Rovers. Oh goodness! Um, and okay, uh, <laughs> and so so uh, like I I had I responded back saying. I I wasn't really thinking there was going to be much of an interest in that content, but um, uh, he had some very complimentary things to say, which was oh, nice. That's nice. Um, so so in the spirit of audio, since yeah. we haven't pivoted too far from that, um, a huge amount of that audio well, it comes from a number of sources, but a huge amount of it uh, comes from Monument Studios, mm-hmm. both their Fantasy One and Fantasy Two. Yep. Great um, resource. I'm a particular fan of Fantasy Two, but. You buy it um, and it's yours, so that way you can stream it. You don't have to worry about that, which yep. is huge when you're streaming. Yeah, yeah. From a streaming side or from doing any kind of publication side, um, it is all royalty free. It yep, is all which is um, so nice. YouTube compliant, so you don't won't get flagged <sighs> on that. Uh, so Monument Studios there, and then uh, by way of uh, combat, um, again, not all, but the vast majority of what we are running, we uh, we are running a. Um, a physical tabletop, but with digital battle maps. So, uh, 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 inlaid, um, uh, TV and, and the vast majority of those, both of these are recognized on our, uh, official website, but, uh, come from dynamic dungeons. Yep. Uh, they're, Fantastic. uh, they have a Patreon again. The, I'm going to have my work cut out for me getting all the links. I was going to say, this is going to be a long description. Yeah, it's, dude. It's, it's seriously going to be a lot of links, but, but you know, the reason that I want to put all these links in, and I even want to just talk about any of these is because, they're just they're literally given all the options out there. And don't get me wrong, like I look at um I look at Dwarven Forge terrain and I mm-hmm. just my I start salivating. It just is unbelievable. Yeah, um for sure. you know, but given just just given all of the factors, I love the physical terrain. I love it. Mm-hmm. But I can create uh in a fraction of the time, I can create a digital battle map asset yes. 
or I can utilize one of the pre-made ones, like I said, through something like Dynamic Dungeons. Um, How many, like, thousands? I mean, you got so Oh, so, so many of them. Uh, anybody who is moving to a, a digital platform, uh, you likely have already looked into this. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, Dynamic Dungeons Patreon, link will be in the description. Uh, <laughs> highly, <laughs> highly recommended. Yeah. Uh, just unbelievable uh, value. Just uh, yeah, as yeah. a as a patron there. So, um, sorry, I'll, I'll pitch it back to you. Those those were my other two, and they're 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 on our official gear for our page. So yeah, I I, uh, I I I almost took them for granted, and I apologize to both of them for yeah for yeah. That. Um, actually, that that was it. That's pretty much what I got. Uh, anyway, that I, I like physical represent representations of things and cheat sheets. Any way that you can streamline things, because especially combat. Combat can get really dragged down really fast. For example, my character, he is specialized in off-turn attacks. That is really freaking confusing. So I have a cheat sheet that says, hey, what well, if this condition happens and this condition happens, this happens. Right. And so it just it just streamlines everything. Yeah. So that's what I yeah. Yeah, 100 percent Um I think that uh I like I said, I know that there are uh so many other great places that people can draw inspiration from. 100%. Uh, leverage cool tools. And oh, uh, please leave in the comments. We learn so much from the comments. Like, you're like, hey, you, have you not checked this out? Please put that in the comments so we can yeah. check it out. Yeah. In fact, that is, that is my signing off point is uh, I can only espouse it as of the start of the Modern Myth channel. Mm -hmm. uh, legitimately, I think one of the greatest non D, D resources that I have at my disposal is all of you people in the comments, whether it's recommendations for different systems to check out, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. different rule sets, tweaks mm -hmm. on fifth edition rules, homebrew, mm -hmm. uh, homebrew stuff, mm -hmm. cool products, cool live streams, cool. I mean, it, it, oh yeah, it, live streams. We didn't talk about live streams. It's li live streams are definitely a resource. Oh, damn, one hundred percent. But yeah. I guess we just don't value them uh, enough to make the episode. I, I, I feel I, bad. I feel bad yeah. now because they've definitely. That's... Anyway, well, they're they're they actually probably are worthy of a discussion. But um, I guarantee there's going to be plenty of you out there who have your own outside mm -hmm. the D and D ecosystem places that you draw from. I know many of you live outside the D and D ecosystem. Yeah. Um, so something I would be curious about on, on both accounts, whether you live inside that ecosystem or outside of it, where do you go? That's not your home base to bring in new inspiration to your game to keep things fresh. Um, or is that a, is that a faux pas? Do you, you know, are you, uh, are, are you, you a, this is, this is my home. This is my, I'm mm -hmm. a purist. No, no shade if you are. And I, everyone do their own thing at their own table. But I'm really curious to hear about, mainly because I want to steal them up so that I can use them at my table. <laughs> uh, drop them down in the comments. I would love to hear from everybody. Any thoughts that you have uh, on this topic or really anything D&D. &D. Um, but I'd love to hear where you guys are getting your inspiration that isn't from your official source books. Mm -hmm. um, anything to say uh, before we... No, love you guys. No. I, I love you too. I'm, I'm just worse with just saying emotional things and being just genuine and in, in, as a general rule of thumb. But well, uh, I think uh, sign off. Yeah. World is yours. As wait, we're going to do a world is yours as a sign off. That's a whack saying you came up with it, let's, dude. Let's, let's keep that's going. your brainchild. Let's keep, let's keep going. All right. Uh, let's go. You know, what's an interesting hobgoblin hobgoblin addressing the, his troops. Right then, hey you lots. These fucking uh, this is gonna get a little warhammery, but these fucking humies. <laughs> they think they're gonna take the best of the riches, gonna take the best of the loot, leave nothing but scraps for me and my boys. Not today. Not fucking today. Today, boys. The world is yours.